0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Did you know there's a few different ways you can support us? We have a really cool Patreon page that has some great perks for contributing. Also, we have four sweet shirt designs currently up on our store Envy page. Both links will be in the description below. And no matter how you choose to support us, we are so grateful to have you on board. Enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Here we are again. Episode number, drum roll, please. Ten of big boys and body slams. Ty Dillinger would be so proud. Ty Dillinger would be so proud. We made it to ten. We hope you guys are doing great. We're doing pretty well, even though tonight's show. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, but we're doing pretty well. Again, uh, my name is Zach. Over here, we got Luke. Hi, Uncle Zach. Hi, I've got a question for you tonight. Yeah.
1: Have you ever fallen off of a seventeen-foot cell? can't say that I have well I have and it's awful I'm not having a very nice day but you know what would really give me the best of days is would, if Mick? our fellow holgamaniacs bought a t-shirt that's the best way for me to have a nice day thank you
2: am Kyle <laughs> hey everyone I'm still here we did have one shirt this week Yes we sold one shirt this week Cassie Holt bought a friend of the podcast shirt So she is officially a friend of the podcast Thank you very much Cassie And I think before we gotta start this podcast We gotta talk about some wrestling news yeah, uh, we
0: watched some wrestling over the weekend. Well, Kyle and I watched uh, some wrestling over L- the weekend. Luke
2: wouldn't talk to us, yeah, so we couldn't get Luke to talk to us. Uh, yeah. But what did we watch this weekend? We watched Bound for Glory 2018, yes. and it was a
0: show, What man. a show. What a show impact yeah, dude. Uh, put on, on, on Sunday with uh, Bound wow. for Glory. Wow. Some of those matches were insane. There were some great matches, and then obviously all the drama with Austin Aries at the end that just kind of swooped in and happened. Just, it was the cherry on top of everything. Uh, turns out it was a, a shoot.
2: Uh, yeah, and uh, we had a Tommy Dreamer set. Yep. We had we had cutters off ladders. We had a match that a classic six man tag match.
0: You're 100 sure that's a shoot,
2: huh? It seems oh, yeah. to be
0: now Aries is gone. He didn't. He wasn't at the Impact tapings P- tonight. PD Williams
2: said that he's the one that produced the match. Said that Austin Aries is no longer under contract.
0: So it seems to be yeah that it's all over for for Aries and Impact Wrestling just like that. What a,
2: what a weird weekend. Uh, congratulations to Abyss. Yeah,
0: for yes. getting into the uh, and then obviously again this a big wrestling news. Uh, uh, kind of weekend, you know, again Imp- a getting into the Impact Hall of Fame, bound for Amazing. glory. Aries in the drama, and of course WWE and the the ongoing crown jewel situation. Don't go uh, with Saudi Arabia, and we'll monitor You're that as go, it unfolds. At the moment, they're shouldn't. still going, and you, you should not. We'll see how that plays out. It, well, hey,
2: I, I think it was a better weekend for Impact than WWE for the first oh, time in a long yeah, time. Definitely, yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. Uh, even with the the Austin Aries uh, stuff, it was still. Nothing could drag that show down.
2: hey if if you're listening to this and you want to see a classic match, you need to check out the OVE, which is Sammy Callahan and Dave and Jake Christ against uh, the Lucha Bros, which are Pentagon and Phoenix.
0: And Brian Cage, the X Division Champion. Yeah, they had just a classic six man. Just it was basically a, it was it was an OVE rules match, which, which is a street fight. Yeah, a street fighter or tornado tag. Well, uh, there were just men, bodies flying everywhere. It, it was great. And then the other six man,
2: or I guess it was a six man, the LAX versus the OGs in a uh, concrete jungle match, which means. There was no mat. There was no turnbuckles. It was insane.
0: Yeah, really? it was. It was really interesting. Yeah, so they basically just had the exposed boards on the ring, and uh, what? they took all the turnbuckle pads down. It, it, it
2: was. It was. It was very cool. But you could see that there were some issues with the stipulation. Uh, the boards were popping up.
0: I think just in general, all night there were some issues. Just. Due to the size of the venue they were in. Right, right. Which I loved the intimate setting. I'm not complaining about that. You could just tell that intimate. there there were some uh, there were some challenges that, that the the production crew and the and the and the wrestlers had to work around. But
2: Speaking of challenges with the show,
0: is there anything you want to talk about from the show? Oh man, they had the what was it called? The, the the Undead Realm. The Undead Realm match between it wasn't even a match. Oh, it was you a, guys didn't a short film? Oh yeah, we'll have to oh, we'll about to show you that I'm sure we can find it, but yeah. it was it was Su Young do you guys remember the House of
2: Horrors? It was like yes. that, but way worse. It was. It was like the House of Horrors it got was so got bad. pooped out by the Broken Universe. It was so
0: bad. If you, it was bad enough that I recommend watching it. If you can find it on YouTube, go and watch it. It is a train wreck.
2: It's like a Gary Busey film.
0: <laughs> it's it's bizarre. Wait,
2: what? So what was it again, Ali? Allie going to the undead realm.
0: To to uh, battle Sue Young. There's a part where she stabs her with a knife. She hits her with a hatchet. Oh, uh, hatchet, Rose, man. Rosemary shows Did up. Did Rob Zombie produce this? It was he, bad. He could have.
2: It was awful. Hey, but uh, yeah, Kyle, go ahead. I was going to say, should we get into the,
0: well, the show tonight? Yeah, but real Speaking quick, of bodies from um, everywhere. Go ahead. Luke, where, where can you uh, listen to us at?
1: Oh, okay. So you can listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, uh, iTunes, not Spotify, because they're a bunch of jerks. YouTube. And, well, you can watch us. You can watch and us, and us on, YouTube. on YouTube. And if
0: you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice we have a new camera uh, angle today. So, just something to yeah. keep an eye out for. Well, what are we doing today? We are doing King of the Ring, 1998. A very, very legendary show for mm. one and only one reason, which we'll get into. Uh, mm. Going into the show, kind of looking at the card, I thought very much this had the potential to be a one or maybe two card, uh, two match card. And, cool. uh, yeah. It was. I was interested to watch it to see how it, that played out. It was so rough.
1: No, I, and I've watched this because this is... You guys know at this point, this is my wheelhouse. Like, yeah, I for love, sure. I love the Attitude Era to death. Maybe too much, especially after watching this. Um, I knew that these a lot of these matches were mediocre, um, but
0: it's got... The most iconic match of all time in it, so... Yes, should we get right into it? Do it. So we open up with a pretty decent video package, uh kind of spooky stuff. They're mostly hyping up the Undertaker-Mankind Undertaker, match, as well as the Stone Cold versus Kane First Blood match for the WWF title. Is kind of the focus of the video package. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, again, WWE video packages, uh kind of starting with the to Era, have always been visually, visually interesting at the very least, and this was certainly that. Yeah, it was good. And we get right into... um we get the big pyro blast going off, and the first thing I noticed was, man, I just miss custom sets mm-hmm. for WWE pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I agree, and this isn't, nec- this isn't necessarily a memorable set, but it's just different, you know. And that was, and the pyro too. it just, man, it really made it seem. I kind of want
1: to know. I mean, I'm sure this is easily looked up, but like that sort of set, if you look up like the budget now for the set, because like everything's a screen, isn't it? Like on the, right. uh, yeah, on the ramp and everything yeah. now. So I want to see what the what the costs are just for the yeah. just for the set they have now versus like something like that back then. I bet it costs more
0: now. Way more has to right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, and then after prob- that's that, probably um, why they don't. Do we get right into tests. the first match of the evening. Uh, by the way, the crowd is just electric when the opening pyro is going off. Attitude Era crowds were just the best. Man. Yeah,
1: you were blinded by signs. <coughs> it was so awesome. many. Signs. I
0: apologize by the way. I had a bit of a cough, so uh, we'll have to. Bear with me on that. If wow. my voice starts to go towards the end. So unprofessional. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so we do go right into our first match, which is the Headbangers and Takamichi versus Kayentai, which is, uh, who is We got uh, Funaki. Indeed. We got yeah. Indeed. We got Funaki. We've got uh, Dick Togo. Dick Togo. And we got the third guy. Minz Tao. <laughs> which is Minz Tao. And, uh, and, of course, the Headbangers are Mosh and Thrasher. Yeah, what was the manager's
2: name with Kayentai? Was it Yamaguchi-san or something like that? Yes, you're right. Yes.
0: Nice. Nah, that a boy. <clears throat> and this is going to be a six-man tank. So Thrasher and Minz are starting it. Uh, there's a power slam by Thrasher right away for a near fall. And then Mosh and Funaki are in. And then Funaki eats a big power bomb. Uh, and then Taka comes in. There's a double Bronco Buster spot. So... Uh, Mosh ha- has him on the ropes. It's kind of a... Bar- it's like a middle rope Bronco Buster, essentially. I don't... There's a name for it, but I don't know what it is. Uh, when you... Like a...
1: No. Kitchen sink is the knee, but I don't know. It's like
0: that, but it's like the crotch area. Mm-hmm. So, Mosh is there, and then uh, Taka comes in and does it right behind him, and they're both kind of sitting on uh, on men's... Like, he's a horse on the middle rope. I thought that was charming. Giddy-up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a top rope drop kick to uh, Funaki... By Taka here and then Taka gets on the top rope and flies to the outside of the ring and he flew. He went really far. <laughs> no dude. <laughs> he went like he went like a good he was up on the ramp. Like he was on the entrance ramp. He flew really far and pretty much took out everybody. Taka was awesome. Taka mentionoku's the man. Yeah. He was a light heavyweight champion at this time, by the way. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. was. He certainly was. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they fly outside and then uh Dick Togo Dick to go hits a really nice head scissors outside the ring to talk him at Chinoku too at this point. Dick to go, what shirt was he wearing? Was he, he was wearing, wearing an Iron Maiden okay, shirt? Yeah, he was wearing yeah. an Iron Maiden shirt, and
2: he <laughs> that looks like he has no business in a wrestling ring. But he was putting on some pretty cool. And he just moves. pulled out this bigger
0: Whoa. head scissors shirt and ran a deal out of nowhere. Well,
1: wasn't that wasn't that on a baseball slide?
0: That was yeah. The, it yeah. was after yeah. the baseball
1: slide. Well, no, he he baseball slid and then like Taka tried to catch him on his shoulders, uh-huh. and then it turned into the head scissors. Yeah. Yeah. that was dope. I haven't he, seen. That. He was impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so and then Min's and Funaki are in back in the ring. Um, there's like a wheelbarrow bulldog double team move to, taku, to Taka from the high and tight. It was, so one of the, I think it was, did you, I think it was Funaki <laughs> had him in the wheelbarrow. Did you just call Kai and Tai like high and tight? Yes. Nice, dude. Nice, dude. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Funaki <laughs> tries to take out Min's, and then Taka knocks him down. And then both headbangers are tagged at this point, and they come in, and everyone's brawling. There's a big old brawl going on. I
2: like how they were both tagged at the same time, so they're yeah. both coming in. And
0: so, pretty much at this point, all six men are brawling in the ring. Eventually, it does get sorted out to where it's Taka and Funaki. And then Taka Michinoku uh, gets him in position, hits the Michinoku driver for the win. Uh, I thought Indeed. this was a pretty decent little starting match. Uh, the crowd was actually pretty hot for it, and uh, it was just six guys flying around doing their thing. I gave it three stars. I also
2: gave it three stars. I thought it was a hot opener. Um, I wish the rest of the card followed this this predece- predecessor, but uh, it, it was a good it was a good match. And I think I think people kind of forget about how good Taka, the Headbangers, and Funaki were. Yeah, for especially sure. Taka. Yeah. Well, yeah, Taka, Taka. Is forgotten. Well,
1: yeah, for sure. Well, and he was just, he was a really good wrestler. He just didn't connect with the fans at all, didn't have the personality. He, he
2: was kind of ahead of his time
1: and maybe yes. even in the wrong yes. promotion. Mm-hmm.
2: Because in WCW, he probably would have been able to, or ECW even, which I think he had a brief run So Dude, ECW. with the cruiser
1: weights in WCW, he would have been electric. Right. And then
2: yeah. his style is perfect for the X Division and the 205 oh, lifestyle. Yeah. Style. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: um, I did give this three stars. One of my favorite parts about uh, the old headbangers matches is when JR and the King would go back and forth, and Lawler always had hilarious comments on like the band shirts that they were wearing. And try because JR is just the old country boy. So his quote here is, Uh, JR, you've got Van Gogh's ear for music. And I thought that was pretty funny. That was
2: pretty funny. I laughed.
1: Um, well, I noticed that so once
0: you give the match, spoiler alert oh, yeah. Van
1: Gogh cut his ear off. So, um, yeah. three stars. Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: we're all in a green set on that one. Yep. yep, good one. So up next, Sable comes out to the ring. And her that was really good, Luke. Her, wow. I thought there was a panther sitting here. Uh, and her essentially her sole role in the show was a to introduce Vince McMahon and B to uh, slap Pat Patterson in the face, which we'll get to. So basically, she just comes out to the ring, says, "Hey everybody, I'm my name's Sable, and here's." Uh, Vince and I'm McMahon. wearing a
2: very skin tight.
0: She's wearing like a Catwoman suit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. skin tight, full leather. latex. Yeah. Um, and yeah, essentially her her role in the show big is big old to, completely natural bosoms. Oh, totally natural. She job. looks like a real-life Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yes, dude. But, like, in black and some Barbie, and yeah, she had I'm way gonna,
2: too tight of a stomach too. I'm gonna, like, like, maybe make a uh, unpopular opinion here. Yeah, please do. Never was really into Sable that much. Me either. So, she, but she so like, back in the day, Sunny was way better. She was like God. the...
1: How do I be diplomatic? She was the MILF of, (laughs) she was the MILF of the WWF, I guess. But she had that return in like the early two thousands, where I thought that she looked a lot more natural. I think she looked a lot more like actually healthy instead of like rail thin and then a huge boob job. Yeah, I mean, good
2: good for you, Brock. But no, 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 good for you,
1: Brock. Please don't hurt us. Um, You do your thing, buddy. Uh, Yeah, so essentially she comes
0: out and she introduces the owner of the company, Vince McMahon. No
2: music, Vince McMahon.
0: It's funny, number one, not having no chance play when he's introduced, and number two, still having him be introduced as the owner of the company rather than the chairman or the CEO or one of the other many titles that he had. So he comes out with With the the Stooges. Stooges. Uh, Briscoe and Patterson come out with him. Essentially, uh, he cuts his promo about how if you came to see Austin win tonight, you're going to be disappointed, just like you're a disappointment to your parents. (laughs) Uh, and then at some point, Sable decides she's going to leave, and this is when Pat Patterson decides he's going to just kind of tap her on the rump, and she turns around, and she does not hold back, and she slaps Pat Patterson so hard the in piss. the face.
2: The piss was gone. I have another sidebar. Yeah. Man, are Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe, like, two of the most underrated parts of the Attitude Era? Yes. For sure. I love yes. the Stooges. Dude, they were so funny. Slaughter, too. But Slaughter was on the same level as those other two. Oh, it was so like Their
0: comedic timing was always so good. Mm -hmm. Even in this segment, like after Patterson got slapped, Briscoe ran over to check on him and he was inspecting his face. And then there was a part when Briscoe went to introduce Vince McMahon. And after he did that, he wiped the microphone off on his jacket to make sure it was clean when he handed it to him. Little things like that that they did. Yeah, the nuances. Yeah, they knew their role. They
2: knew their role and they played it very well. I've always kind of liked the stooge gimmick. Uh, Right now, Jinder Mahal kind of has it with. with the Sing Brothers, Sing Brothers, and then remember when Seth Rollins had oh, yeah, it with J, J and J, J. J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've they were o- carbon copy. Yeah, I I love the Stooge, the Stooge gimmick. I think I think it's fantastic.
1: Also, yeah. and I mean these I'll two were the best at it. Also, I think it's hilarious that the one that they picked to slap Sable's ass is the gay one.
0: <laughs> they figured it was safe. That's right? pretty yeah it's, for real. It was um, pretty funny. So yeah, pretty much. Vince just says sorry if you wanted austin to win he's not going to but you also
1: yeah one more thing to add uh vince vince's promo here isn't like pointed it isn't pointed like it later becomes when he fully develops that character that's true where he's just you know just full of venom and seething all the time here he was mellow and he was just like had a smirk on his face as he was just trash talking the whole crowd telling them how they weren't as rich as him and they were failures Yep. good stuff yep evolution it's yeah. a mystery.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh so after that we do get our first of three King of the Ring matches. This is a semifinal match between Double J Double J. and Ken Shamrock. And you know how I knew this wasn't gonna be a very good match? Because of J, E, Double F J A Double R, E, Double T.
2: Yep. That's exactly how I knew this <laughs> was not going to be a
0: very good match because Jeff Jarrett was in it. Uh you know, no offense to Jeff Jarrett. You know,
2: I never really disliked Jarrett, but like in TNA, I didn't mind him. In WCW, I didn't mind him. But back then, I could not stand him. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He was. This is still this is still long hair country star Jeff Jarrett. This is before slap. Nuts. The cowboy hat. I the cowboy hat that had the light up two Js on yeah. it. Yeah. I
2: loved the douchebag Jeff Jarrett in WCW, yeah. and I liked him in TNA. I just thought he he did the Triple H thing too much. Was
0: this pre guitar yes. shot Jeff yes. Jarrett? Yes, yeah. so this is early Double J, and in fact, he's just going by Double J. Kyle, at I, feel this like point you're, still. I feel like
1: you're a natural heel. I am, yeah. Like, you were able to, even even as a kid, when kayfabe, I don't know, I'm assuming here, when kayfabe was still a thing to you, like, you still attached to the
2: heels. Well, I, I mean, okay, so I loved the NWO growing up, you yeah. know, I loved the well, heels. Well, I get like, the NWO part. They were bad, dude. But, bad but, guys. Well,
1: of course they were, but like liking the, the douchebag Double J who did everything he could to make you hate him.
2: Okay, do you remember the midget from Howard Stern? Yes. Do you remember when he smacked him with the guitar <laughs> at WCW? That was like a turning point in my Very life. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, vaguely. Like, they run into each other backstage, and the little midget, little person, whatever, like goes off on him, and Jeff Jarrett just turns around and just whacks him in the face with the guitar. Just crumples him with the guitar shot, and... I fell in love with Jeff Jarrett that night. <laughs> you became I a love scumbag that, that night. Uh, I, love yeah, that. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy's great. And then, I liked I liked Jarrett in TNA as well.
1: I never liked him, but I understood how good of a heel he was. He, and TNA was the only time I actually gave him that much respect. And he yeah,
2: he made me root against him, which is why I liked him, yep. if that makes sense. And his theme song was like a perfect heel, annoying theme song. Yeah.
0: But anyway, on with this match. I actually kind of like this theme song here. It's kind of like an old, vibey country. Oh, moon? Yeah. 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 Um, so, we do get uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Ken Chermock. This is not much of a match, so it's not going to take me that long to go through everything. Um... So Shamrock comes in, gets the early advantage on Jarrett. He destroys Double J uh, with a clothesline, and then he hits a swinging neckbreaker. Uh, JJ gets back up Double J, hits a swinging Double neckbreaker to Ken Shamrock, and then uh, Jarrett gets sent outside. He gets slammed onto the barricade. He gets sent into the steps. They go back inside the ring. Uh, Jarrett targets Ken's knee, and then there's a distraction in the ring, so Jeff Jarrett's distracting the referee, and then Tennessee Lee, who came out with uh, Double J. Jarrett. Uh, was able to get Shamrock and wrap his leg around the post, uh, just being the dastardly uh, manager that he is, and which is gonna uh, not really play into the finish, but just kind of further hobble Ken Shamrock and make him further uh, immobile.
2: I do have to say they did a really good job in this match of making Ken Shamrock look like a beast. Yeah, they really did. Because I mean, he was just kind of most of the match he was throwing Jared around.
0: Yeah, that's true. He was beating that ass, and yeah. he
2: looks good. He God, oh, he looks yeah, so intense. He had a great look. Yeah,
0: um, jacked. So he recovers from that and he hits a spin kick to Jeff Jarrett and then another power slam to Jarrett and then there's a Hurricane Rana, which Shamrock pulled out of nowhere. Sure. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that. That one. was a very good move. Um and he hits the Hurricane Rana to him, and then right into the ankle lock and uh double J immediately taps the out to second the ankle lock. That ankle lock's on. <clears throat> um and then after the match, Tennessee League gets involved and eats a suplex for his troubles. A belly um, to belly. This really wasn't much of a match. It wasn't awful. I it was a, definitely a showcase for Shamrock and it was the best Shamrock match of the night, I think, that he was yes. involved in by yeah, far. Definitely. Uh so I give it two point five. Um was not terrible. Um but for for what it was really short and just for what it was, uh I like seeing Shamrock put on display.
2: So I might get some heat from this one. I gave it a three. I really oh, en- so much heat. I really enjoyed Shamrock looking like a badass. I really loved the quick tap at the end because it, a pro wrestler is gonna tap fast like, like an MMA fighter, exactly. Yeah. So they, they made they made Shamrock look good. I like Tennessee Lee trying to get involved. I like that Shamrock steamrolled him. It was a good match, and J- the offense Jarrett put in this match was not bad either. It, there wasn't much of it too. Yeah, this it was it was a very much. Upper this is
0: very much a, a Shamrock controlled affair as well. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I ended up giving it uh,
1: two and a half stars. <clears throat> it was quick, um, but Ken Shamrock at that point they were building him up. I mean, you'll find out later he. He he get, he's, he looks like he's in line for a push. Yeah. There are a few times though when um, his wrestling's good, but you can tell that he's still green. There's a few times where he's barely getting their neck tucked yeah, on some
0: slams,
2: yeah. and you're like, that is a millisecond away from a broken particularly neck.
0: Particularly later on.
2: Yeah. I got sure. a, I got a couple things. Sure. One, I think Shamrock could have gone higher and bigger in the WWE. I agree with. I them. think mm-hmm. I think he could have been a world champion. I agree with that because he has the legitimacy behind him, kind of like Brock Lesnar, kind of like Kurt Angle, kind of like in a different time, right? But yeah. it was only because there were people
1: there were he didn't have the personality, and there were larger than life personalities,
2: man. right? And mm-hmm. then the other thing is, I love the MMA style that's brought in the wrestling. Mm-hmm. I like I like the Brock Lesnar type matches where they well, they're, if you think you. if
0: you think today's wrestling, I mean, obviously it's a lot of flips and kicks and jumps, but there's a lot more MMA influence today than there was in wrestling back then and I think the product the in-ring product is way better for it um, oh when you see yeah. these people doing these complex oh, yeah. submissions and a lot of striking well and then
2: even CM Punk's whole moveset yeah. was yeah. very yeah. MMA based so one more question okay yeah WWE Hall of Famer yes
0: or no Ken Shamrock yes I think so I agree he had a huge impact on my childhood. For the, yes. for the relative small amount of time he was in the company, he's one of my most remembered characters from the Attitude Era. Yeah, I loved him. I
2: just wish he would have stayed <clears throat> longer longer, instead of going and getting his ass beat by Tito Ortiz all the time. Um, yeah, his return to MMA after that was poop, wasn't it? Yeah, it was not very good. Yeah, I think he had a couple wins, but for the most part he was just getting knocked out all the time. Yeah, And then he just lost a couple years ago to Hoist Gracie, who was yeah, like that 80. Was, that was rough. That but was a very bad fight. What do you fight. think,
0: Luke? Is he a Hall of Famer? In your mind? Well, yes. I,
1: the I need to figure out like what WWE's criteria is for the hall. There's of fame. no criteria. There really isn't, and <laughs> it just feels like a ton of people. It feels like a ton of people get in that might not. I mean, I guess I'm mainly just talking about celebrity wing and a couple.
2: Okay, okay so yeah. then yeah. let's ask this. Go ahead. Ken Shamrock or Coco Beware. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock or Hillbilly Jim. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock or Jeff Jarrett. All right. Point per, yes, yes,
0: Ken Shamrock, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think he should be in there. I think, d- too, it's just uh, a lot of the WWE Hall of Fame is obviously just grandstanding and, and how what's your standing like with the company. What have you done for us?
2: Yeah. Especially lately. And and there's some of those guys, like Hillbilly Jam, they were involved in huge storylines. Oh, yeah. Lines. And they do deserve it. And I'm, I'm never going to say somebody
0: doesn't deserve to be in the Hall I agree. I agree. Outside of the celebrity wing. Um, right, um, right. There,
2: there's some people in the celebrity wing who I won't say on here, but shouldn't be in there.
0: He might be the current president of the United States. Oh, I'm really not go.
2: going there. <laughs> My name is I, I, Yeah, I was talking about Kid Rock. Yeah. Because Fred Durst isn't Fred in there. Fred Durst it. should have been in there That's first. True. Anyway, um, get to the next match. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, One yeah, more sorry, thing,
1: the, right quick. With Double T is, um, I can't remember what in your house it was. But we might need to find it just because of how terrible it is. He literally uh, Sawyer Brown's "Some Girls Do" I think was like a hit around this time, country country band, and he l- literally performs that song with them on a pay-per-view, and it's <laughs> like
0: the whole song. Yes, the Classic. whole
1: song, and it's and it's just as cringy as you'd expect. So right. they took that double J way too far.
0: Are we ready for the next match? Yes, sir. All right, and the next match is another King of the Rings semifinal match. This one is The Rock, who is accompanied by the Nation of Domination, which at this point oh, is nation. Mark Henry and the, the Godfather, Godfather
2: and D'Lo Brown. who comes in later. Yeah, first he's in it's initially just and Mark uh, Henry's part of it. And oh, who's, he, who's he
0: fighting? Dan the Man Severn. The Dan, beast. The beast. The beast. Come on. Dan the Beast Severn. Dan the
2: Beast. So, so before we get into this, he's a very not good pro wrestler. No, but
0: damn, that guy's an animal in the cage. He's still mm. fighting. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm. I, I'll, I'll double check. How old is he? Kyle D, Kyle's going to look on the internet machine. Uh, I'll get into the match a little bit, and we can interject with Dan Severn is
2: 60 years old, <laughs> right? And Dan Severn's last fight, oh, I guess it was six years ago. But that means he was still fighting at 54 years old. That's wild. He has 101 wins, 19 losses, and seven draws. What a beast. And he's only been knocked out four times. In 127 fights, he's only been knocked out
0: four times. Well, just goes to show you that not every MMA star can cross over to the world of professional wrestling. I agree. Totally flawlessly, because uh, this is not much of a match. Um, well, it's funny, because his, his little
1: origin in MMA was shoot wrestling, was it not? Which, yeah.
2: Which, I will say, this: the beginning of this match, he was going for takedowns mm-hmm. on The Rock, like an yeah. MMA fight, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But then it just
0: went downhill fast. Yeah. So, pre-match, the nation do get kicked out uh Mike Chioda is not having any of that. Kicks them out to get out of here. Um, so again, like Kyle mm-hmm. said, it does start with a lot of takedown attempts from Severn. He does get a um, double, double leg takedown to the Rock. There's some corner strikes from the Rock to Severn. He tries a, uh, for a choke, but the Rock gets to the ropes. This is Severn tries for like a like a sleeper slash choke hold, kind of like it was like a modified triangle looking hold. But the Rock has managed to get to the ropes. Um, and then there's a double down after a while, and then really nothing happens in this match for a long time. And then the Nation decides to interfere. Uh, and so here comes Mark Henry, and here comes, um, and here comes Delo, the Godfather, and oh. they distract the referee, which allows D'Lo to come up to the top rope wearing like a bulletproof vest, and he hits a f- big hits boy a big boy frog, frog splash, splash to Severn, which allows The Rock to get the pinfall victory. This was a nothing nothing match. It was really bad. I give it one star. I
2: give this one star. This is one of The Rock's probably worst performances ever.
0: That was a good frog splash though. The, yeah, That the, was a the, sweet frog the, splash. The one
2: star here is a frog splash that's making Eddie Guerrero and R V D like, wow, where that I, I've from? always
0: thought D has had like a top notch frog splash. I always thought D
2: was underrated. Yeah. Well and uh, you I don't know, I feel like
1: I've read and heard in a lot of play-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That
1: was that was spot on. Yeah. The D Lo post. If you're watching that on you YouTube You gotta watch the video feed. Yeah. That was weird. great. Um but no and I've heard that a lot from like the backstage people too. The people said that D'Lo super super
2: talented. There was just one something missing. Well, I listened to an interview with D'Lo. Um It was it was the uh, Why It Ended podcast, and it kind of seemed like once he hurt draws, mm. that it that just kind of kind of sent him backwards.
0: I think probably professionally and personally. I imagine. Oh yeah, of course. Injure one of your competitors like that.
2: Yeah, I gave
1: this a one star match and. I hate to we all remember Rock very, very fondly, but I'm going to tell you this right now, fellas. Rocky Maivia, he did have some stinkers. Why? Because he was young as hell, yeah. and yeah, he was facing yeah. some garbage but, ass yeah, wrestlers. He,
2: but I mean, yes, we could say the Rock had some stinkers, but who didn't? Right. Well, and this is, and this is above all else. This is a
1: shoot fighter, a shoot wrestler, wrestling someone who bases their moveset around gimmicks. But like, it's a very, yeah, yeah they
0: were never gonna have chemistry. Yeah. I
2: mean, I mean, I've seen Stone Cold, who's Luke's favorite wrestler, have some bad matches. Hulk Hogan's my favorite wrestler. It's He's had some Undertaker. bad, bad matches. Zach likes Molina. She's had some bad matches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Molina's never fair enough. Stop fair enough. it. Um, so after that uh, match, we got a video package about Al Snow, and this video package was awful. I don't oh, know what happened. It might as well have had that.
3: To... <laughs>
0: it was like a Benny Hill video package. There was this like, silly early 90s music playing in the background, and there's no excuse because we were well into the late 90s at this point. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're grungy now. Thanks. And so there's this silly music playing, and Michael Cole's doing this narration about who is this Al Snow fanner. It re- I don't know why he sounds like an Old West prospector, but... Do you,
2: <laughs> Back in my day! Do you remember like watching Scooby-Doo, and there'd be like... A hallway full of doors yep. and they like run in one door and they like run out the other. Yeah. It, it, this is what this reminded me of and i can just i'm just thinking of grandmaster sex Day and scotty too hardy before they were grandmaster sex Day and scotty too hardy chasing al snow trying to get the head from him <laughs> yeah and he's running <laughs> this was awful this, uh, this this whole thing is awful yeah this the, the only good thing about what's going to come up to you is jerry lawler is a referee
0: yeah, so I guess we'll get right into it then. Uh, this is Al with Head versus Head the Mannequin versus um, Too Much, which is kind of the uh, the predecessor, the to, predecessor too cool. to Too Cool, which is going to be Grandmaster Sexay or Brian Christopher and you Scott Taylor. You don't know what has been. Um, and as they come down to the ringside, uh, it is announced that Jerry Lawlor, who is very anti-Al Snow, and for obvious reasons very pro-Too Much, will be the guest referee for this match. Why is he, he pro-Too Much? Uh, because the late... Great, Brian Christopher, uh, the, the was late his son. good Brian Christopher, <laughs> the late Thank decent you. Brian Christopher was his son, uh, and which they always kind of danced around on on TV, but it was always it was always intent, it was self aware, it was self aware.
1: Yeah, exactly. They make they make a bunch of references, but they never come out and say yeah. it. Do
0: you
2: remember when he came back for a brief period of time in like 2005 as a jobber on Raw? Yes. yes. And I remember one time, and I had no idea why he said this. God, where'd this idiot come from? His dad's probably not proud, and I had no idea what he was talking about. Dang! And, and I was like, "Okay, like <laughs> what the hell?" And then, who, who said that? Lawler. Lawler. Oh, and, and then he got <laughs> squashed by like Canu Mago or something, and I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "Okay, where'd that come from?" And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that kind of makes sense." He's ribbing his kid, or maybe he's just really not proud. No, I don't that know. was the best part about those early Brian Christopher matches
1: was that Lawler would like make jokes about it like he would he would gush all about ryan christopher and then when jr would try to confront him like in a weird way he would just like totally dodge it like i don't know who's i don't know whose kid that is <laughs> good stuff yep thanks
0: this match was not so much good stuff uh it was too much bad stuff too, whoa he did it uh <laughs> i again i don't have a ton of notes written for this match there this was there were some entertaining moments in this match but overall i do think it uh did suffer so uh we get a nice strike takedown to open the match. Uh, there's an atomic drop from uh, to, from Snow to, I believe it was Taylor, start the match. And then uh, here comes Brian Christopher. He gets in. He spits on head in the corner. It's the crowd does not like. Um, there's lots of cheating with King going on. Um, lots of you know you can't pull Brian Christopher's hair, but then when he pulls out Snow's hair, he turns a blind eye and doesn't notice. Things like that are happening throughout the match. Um, and then there's a sunset flip power bomb at one point to uh, to Christopher and Lawler does a no count or he checks the shoulders gets well, a two count he counted he counted one
2: and then like was poking the shoulders to make sure they were down <laughs> two and then he thought about it two goes pokes the shoulders makes sure they're down and then out. he
0: kicks out um, that was not the last time we'd see something like that going in and then there's like this uh, uh, so there's this part where Scott Taylor's going for like a springboard dive to the outside and he botched this thing so bad and he he made it barely to well, snow. When he made contact with snow. <laughs> hand, he had to reach his hands out like superman because he was going to go down. He did not look like Sabu on this one. Yeah, that was that was not too no, good. No. Um and then they get back in the ring, eventually uh, eventually Head does get tagged in. And which is essentially just Al Snow grabbing Head and hitting both men with him um goes for the pin gets a snowplow on to Scott goes for a pinfall. The king does the same thing. He's not going to count. Then the king disappears. Then the king disappears. He goes to ringside. Where's king going to grab? He comes in with a foreign object. And remember, head is still technically the legal uh, participant. And Al Snow is still covering. Yeah, Al Snow is still covering uh, Taylor. And in comes comes, uh, king back into the ring. And we suddenly, we see uh, Christopher (laughs) is pinning head for the one, two, three. And what was that object? It was head and shoulders. A bottle of head and shoulders. Get it? Because it, the shoulders have to be on the mat, which does allow... Jesus. Uh, too pinned, much to get the win. You pinned
1: a mannequin head in a bottle
0: okay. of shampoo.
2: I gotta say it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Uh, but it should have been like opening Money
1: yeah. Night Raw or... Yeah. Something. Yeah, no, that's some that's some uh, New Blood Rising ass shit right there. Yeah,
0: it gets 1.5 for me. I, I just wanted to rate it above that last match because I really didn't like that last match. Uh,
2: I gave it a 1. It, there's... Jerry Lawler and the ending are the only things that saved it, and the ending wasn't good. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, it it was like that whole impact thing with Ally in the Undead Realm. It was just dumb. I did one and a half. Um, I really like Al Snow.
1: Like I, love Al Snow, Snow too. I love Al Snow. I love Al Snow. And and the whole head gimmick is fucking hilarious right. to me. I I do one thing that we see a few times in this show is people who were so used to having music don't have music, like and Al, Al Snow. Snow not having the what does everybody want head like. That's that's BS.
0: Yeah, it, it was weird seeing him come to no music, and
1: and it sucks that Lawler. It's cool that Lawler was referee, but it just sucks that he wasn't on commentary because yeah. he provides the best quality there. So uh, oh I'll, wait
0: wait wait. Sorry, Kyle, go ahead first. But there's a. I hope you wrote this down because there is was a all time classic Jim Ross line in yeah. this match.
1: Oh, let it go. I got so so. The head is the legal man. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> I laughed
2: so hard. I thought that was great. That was good. Yeah, it was good. I do want to say back on Al Snow though, it says a lot that this guy could just get over a mannequin head. Oh yeah, Al Snow well, was
1: great. You're okay. Yes, it's a mannequin head, but he's also making like it's it's the late '90s and he's making a blowjob. Yes, so I understand. People are gonna love. I him. understand what head is. No, like. I understand. <laughs> I get that you get it, but I'm saying that's another reason why I got so over. Is oh yeah,
2: blowjob. Ha ha. Right, but I mean if somebody tried that now, it's not gonna work. Even back then it's probably not gonna work unless you got with the right anybody person. but Al Snow. Yeah. yeah Al enough. Snow and maybe Fair like two or three. Because other there were
0: hundreds of people with mannequin heads in the audience too. Like Head, was, to head was one of the most over people. On I don't this know show. if it was
1: the first one night stand, but at like ECW shows, I don't even know maybe Al Snow was at barely legal, I'm not sure. There's some show where everyone in the freaking crowd That's awesome. everyone has a white mannequin head and they go wild That's and it's awesome. amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, after that, uh, we get a... Maybe my This is probably my most disappointing match of the night. Yes. Which is going to be Owen Hart versus X-Pac.
2: Yeah, I was really disappointed with this because I was excited. X-Pac!
0: Um, I like the DX entrance. I got a little too excited uh, and started sucking it everywhere on, on Kyle's couch. Uh, he was in my face. I just get really excited when I, I hear would, that DX music. I'm just
2: trying to You're check my fantasy face? football s- score. Luke, stop. <laughs> and... And Zach is like in my face, crotch chopping me. And I'm like, I just wanted to punch him, give him
0: some dick trauma. You should have. You should have done it. I mean, I had it coming. Um, Nice. This was definitely a disappointing match, I thought. uh, But we'll get into it here. So X Pac takes out Owen to start the match right away. Um, There's a spin kick to Owen Hart. Big chops uh, to Pac in the corner. And there's a gut wrench near, uh, gut wrench suplex suplex near fall to xbox by Owen you're on Hart. A roll I know and then Owen gets suplexed outside of the ring uh, xbox gets sent hard in the timekeeper's area ooh that was a good bump uh cause there was no barricade back then to shield the timekeeper's area from the ringside area so he just gets thrown into the timekeeper's table and stuff's mm-hmm. flying everywhere that might have been my favorite part of the match actually um and then there's a top rope dropkick to X-Pac for a near fall from Hart. Then we get a long sleeper hold spot. Uh, X-Factor out of nowhere to Owen Hart uh, off an Irish whip uh, that got no heat from the announcers or the crowd, which I thought was kind of weird. And then he there's a strike exchange to Hart. And then uh, X-Pac gets a big old Bronco buster to Owen Hart who kind of sinks into the into the rope. And this might have busted him open because we we noticed he was yeah. busted open after the spot. And I don't know if this was here, but after he got the initial bust, the... Uh, the, the further busts didn't, yeah, weren't hitting anything. He stopped
1: allowing Xbox to hit him with a Bronco Buster. So it I looked think, really I think bad. He caught him, I think he caught him bad and he was like, screw this.
0: Yeah, he might have. It looked pretty bad because uh, Xbox just like humping the air at this point. Well, Owen Hart just lays there. Uh, and then there's a botched top rope. Uh, there's a couple botches here in the, in the uh, end of the match. Um, both, there's a botch top rope spot where both guys end up taking a bump. Owen Hart just flies himself on the it, back. It I don't ugly. know what was supposed to happen here, but I think both men were supposed to end up from, where from they the were. yeah. Yeah, but, so it ended up just looking sloppy and both men took a bump. Um, and then here comes Mark Henry running out of nowhere. He splashes X-Pac and then Vader shows up and just starts brawling with Mark Henry. Well,
2: Vader ran in and hit like a so
1: so he like he did a splash on on mark henry and then like tripped so there's the part where the mat comes down into the concrete yeah. and he like tripped over the mat backwards yeah, yeah it
2: fell backwards and china's just standing there looking at him like You're, you guys are doofuses
0: so then we're in the ring owen now has the sharpshooter and sharpshooter sunk it on x pac the referee is distracted though and then china comes out of nowhere hits a DD, ddt to owen x pac gets the win uh I expected way more from this match. The ending was a disaster. I give it two point five. It was
2: bedlam, dude. I gave it two and a quarter. Um I liked some of it. Not yeah. much. I, I actually kinda dug the ending with the interference. I kinda thought It was too much it was just it chaos. Was, it was kinda just chaotic. Um Xbox one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Owen Hart should be in the WWE Hall of Fame martha martha and xbox should be in the wwe hall of fame
0: too Friend of the podcast yes. xbox let's i in there. love Sean. xbox um
2: can, can i go out on a limb and say he's one also one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time yes i'd buy
0: that i think it's just his his attitude is what always held him back when he was in wwf
2: well i don't know i just feel like he was such a good wrestler he was also, he was way he was ahead, of also his time. ahead of his time yeah yeah I was, I was, I was oh he, oh X-Pac from the, these years Flying around on TV now Yeah He'd be a main event superstar Yeah he, He'd be facing Johnny Impact For the TNA World yeah, title no, you, or, I think you're totally Spot on Yo uh, X-Pac Love you Friend of the podcast Love you friend of the podcast um, I gave
1: it I gave it two stars Okay But yeah No it, it, That's That last part's Kind of like Okay Ruined it for me And got a little Russo-y Because it was just like yeah. Oh Oh Mark Henry Okay Vader wha- Okay um, um.
0: Yeah I agree I I think and the, the the interesting thing was too there were shades of what could have been within this match. There were little moments that could have elevated it. This could have been a 5 star. Yeah, it did if they, it if didn't they, get close. Have if they
2: hit to the hit to their peak performances this could have been a 5 star. They weren't given a lot
0: of time
1: for one, right, I can see right. that, but but no, they just weren't clicking. They just no, didn't have yeah, that no. chemistry. And we should mention that this is the Owen Hart that's like part of the nation. He's oh, wearing, this is my favorite Owen Hart. The, the caution singlet. I he's love, not I
2: love, a love nugget. Of All that stuff. Enough
0: is enough, and it's time for a change. Yeah, I love this. This is my favorite iteration, I think, of Owen Hart. Um, so after that, here comes Paul Bear. And With he, a lot of yelling. Yes. He's, oh, yes! He damns The Undertaker to hell uh, for what he's done to him and says Kane's going to win the title. Yep. Damn, you It to was hell. great. I mean, it was great. I just there was there wasn't a ton of substance to it. Uh Paul Bear was always, always great. He's mugging to the camera. He's disgusting. I noticed, I
1: noticed there's a there's a certain like there's a certain camera angle that's just super close up yeah. on his face and it gets a lens side. right up on his face. Yeah. It's and effective. Only only for Paul Bear's promos and yeah, his double chins all sinking into himself. He's wearing
0: a shirt that's two sizes too small buttoned all the way up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was choking heck out. It was great. Of.
2: All right. I have a friend who wants in. Introduce the next match. Oh, okay.
0: The next match,
2: motherfuckers, (laughs) is there's no good New Age outlaws who shouldn't talk before a match because that's not 1965 material versus the great Bob Hawley, who's not hardcore. He's bodacious. And bar gun before he got knocked out by that fat shit Butterbean. Now, give me a cheeseburger, motherfucker. All right, Mr. Cornett. Thank you,
0: Mr. Cornett. You're always always welcome on the show, Mr. Cornett. Shut up,
2: motherfucker. Podcasts are 1965.
0: You have a podcast, <laughs> Cornette.
2: No, I don't, motherfucker.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, so then we do get the next match, which is the New Age Outlaws versus the new Midnight Express, which is uh, Bob Holly and Bart Bodacious Gunn. Bob. Bard- Bodacious Bob and, and bombastic, Bart Gunn.
1: Bombastic Bart.
0: Yes, and uh, they're accompanied to the ring, of course, by the hater of all things fun, Jim Cornette. Double cheese! <laughs> uh, and this, again, I, I don't... So the... Uh, the new Midnight Express had some kind of tag team belts on. Did we decide this was probably Smoky Mountain?
2: Probably Smoky Mountain, motherfucker. That's where my boys worked. That's where we got cheeseburgers with extra mayonnaise.
1: Was that not... So, the Midnight Express originally, were they not NWA?
2: Tag? No, they, they were NWA, but but Jim Cornette ran the Smoky Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Affiliate. So, he, there was
0: a lot of incorporation. They were, they were trying to make it like a one unified... Were those titles
2: called the Smoky Mountain titles? Probably.
1: I don't know. Oh, God. We're uneducated. <laughs> Alright, so this, yes. is, this
0: is a match that starts. Uh, so, Bart and Billy start it. Uh, no, Bart and Billy come in after a short respite of the other two. So, this is the ex-smoking guns. And they're still calling them brothers at this point, too, which I thought was entertaining.
2: They are brothers. Bart and Billy. The gun, still real to me, damn it.
0: The, the gun, <laughs> gun brothers. The gun brothers are in there. Uh, There's big right hand Bart. And then the Midnight express get a double team to Road Dog for a near fall. Um, Bob taunts... Uh, 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 Jesse James He does the suck it And then he just audibly yells Fuck you to him And the hard cam Picked it up Clear as day That's the one thing I do miss About the the Attitude arrows There was uh, some, there was some like good Language yeah. We also
1: forgot The rock and the shamrock match
0: God damn it <laughs> Yeah I feel like the hard cam was, Or the cameras Were always catching the rock Cursing on, in the ring Kevin <clears throat> I liked it though I loved I loved uh, I loved Holly uh, I love Sorry Bodacious Bob uh, I, I loved him Just taunting Jesse James with the with the suck it. Just, I don't know. He always had an edge to him. Even with that terrible, terrible mullet. And his stiffy clotheslines. Yeah, he was clotheslining people to hell. This <laughs> match left and yeah. right, man. He was hitting some stiff right hands. Uh, there's a roll up for a near fall. And then uh, Bob lays into... Uh, Lays into Jesse James with a huge right hand. Then there's a splash that gets countered. Both men are down. Uh, Cornett comes in. He hits uh, Billy Gunn with a belt for a near fall. And then he comes back in. He tries again. But this time Billy Gunn notices the ref's distracted at this point, and uh, he's sitting there with the belt, being Jim Cornett. He's threatening to hit him with it if he doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't listen to him and lay down. I don't know what he wanted him to do, but he was going to hit him with that belt again. And then meanwhile, what you don't see is the camera pans. China is standing right behind Cornett. And kicks him right in the dick no, and balls. P- punches him. Oh! Punches him right in the Uppercut. dick and balls.
2: Women shouldn't be allowed to fight men in, men in wrestling matches. That That's too new school. <laughs> also, I don't like dick moves, Joey Ryan.
0: Thank you, Mr. Cornette. Uh, enjoy your dick trauma. Yeah. And then uh, after Fuck that, uh, both the New Age Outlaws come in. They pick up Holly and they kind of choke him on the top rope. And strangely enough,
1: that's the finish of the match. Uh, well, they, they do a double stun gun.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, like,
2: flapjack yeah, him onto them. yeah, uh, Meh.
0: Meh. Yeah, that's literally what I wrote down. Meh.
2: I gave it 2.3. I gave it 2.25. Wow. There were some good moves, but it was just kind of... The ending sucked. The match kind of sucked.
0: Yeah, this didn't do anything for me. Oh, the this, match did suck. This
2: show was just not... Not... Easy. Reserve the uh, total picture. Wait, the, we're, we're at, like, like four match, matches in a This is match row, six. Match six, and we've had, like, two good matches true if that yeah i gave it a a, i gave it the lowest uh one and three quarters
1: wow really didn't like this match no it it didn't do anything for me i mean the new age outlaws is like their intro is always going to be great one thing we're not mentioning here that i i loved uh china was accompanying X Pac in the previous match. That's right. She's accompanying the New Age Outlaws in this match. That's she right. literally and, and the matches were like back to back. Like well, there was yeah, no then, time. And then she comes out at the next right, match. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Though. She she goes into the back. So originally she just had uh n- nothing on her head or anything. She had the vest on, the leather vest. All of a sudden she comes out with the New Age Outlaws. She has like Triple H's like backwards cap on. She has shades. So she literally just went in backstage, put these two accessories on and walked
0: right back out. Yeah. And then she's going to do the same exact thing. And then as we're about to see up next, uh, Triple H comes out to the full DX music, which I marked out to again. A live performance, right? No, it was just using footage from the WrestleMania 14 performance. Which I told him, but I don't think he listened. Uh, so I don't like to listen. Triple H comes out and t- with China again, of course, for her third appearance in a row. Uh, this time he is coming out for commentary, which doesn't matter because he just rips that shirt off, anyways. I thought that was pretty funny. He's only coming out to do commentary, but he still took the time to rip off his he shirt, Hulk Hogan the shit off his he shirt, Hulk Hogan yeah. his shirt off, and then he just goes to ringside, and he was the highlight of this match. I was gonna us.
2: say I have a quote that I'm gonna have to say later that I wrote down. Usually I I
1: wrote, I wrote that down too. Was it the same one? I think so, but I'll let you take it. Um, real quick, yeah. China goes... To, so Triple H is broadcasting with the with the boys, with J.R. and Jerry Lawler. China goes to the damn Spanish announce table. And and she's they, just speaking Spanish. And, and they cut to her feed. Because at first, I'm thinking, because the way she's looking at them, she's it looks like she's being like, what the hell are you guys talking about? But all of a sudden, she just starts
2: whole Spanish sentences. It was awesome. And it was pretty awesome. And this isn't the thing I have written down, but then that oh, Triple okay. H goes... Something about, oh, she's over there ordering Taco Bell. yeah <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, my God. Come on, Triple H. Uh, well, what did you have written down? Because it came right after this, right? Yeah, you can go ahead with it. I, this isn't what I have. Oh,
1: okay. So, <laughs> so so JR's like talking to Triple H. He's like, well, you're not bilingual? And <laughs> Triple H says, I'm by a lot of things. Lingual's not one of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was so
2: funny. Yeah. yeah. It was um, great. The, the thing I had written down that Triple H said, we might as well just have a Triple H Yeah, we quotathon. might as well. When the Rock was outside the ring at one one time, Triple H looks at him and goes, "You don't want none of me, Fuzzy Top," and it <laughs> fucking killed me, man.
1: Yeah, we should probably say uh, what this match, who's in this match. Yeah, the match is
2: Rock. Yeah, so this is, King is the Shamrock.
1: King of
0: the Ring finals. This the is Rock be, is Fuzzy Top. The Rock is Fuzzy Top. This is going to be for the King of the Ring uh, title, I guess. The, the title crown, of King of the Ring, the crown. The crown, the crown bro. I'm sorry. Uh, And and the reason Triple H is on commentary, of course, is because he was last year's King of the Ring winner. So it's a natural progression to have him on commentary. Um, And he's funny. So Shamrock comes out, and he is looking... Insane. Like literally insane. Well, he has this look in his
2: eyes. You know what's crazy is like Ken Shamrock? He does not look like he even broke a sweat in the first match. I know. He's looking and, fresh. I mean I'm sure it's because he wrestled like a forty five minute fight one time. Or yeah. fought a forty five minute fight one time. But yeah,
0: he's his conditioning at this point, you could tell is, is he's a is cardio excellent. machine. Uh so they get right into the match. There's a big kick to the rock. He rolls out of the ring to get uh, some fresh air, and then he gets sent out again a little bit later. Uh, this is when Triple H gets involved and he spits the water into uh the rock's face. The rock that, doesn't like that. And at that's all. about when he says you don't want none of me fuzzy top and then the rock hits him right yeah yep and then so now uh rock and can are brawling outside the ring the rock sends ken shamrock uh, into the ring they fight for a bit then he sends them back out of the ring this
2: match was basically throwing each other out of the, and ring, out of the, and the then ring throwing the each other into the, yeah. the guardrails
0: um something interesting though this time when he sent him out was ken Shamrock's hand got stuck in the ropes kind of like the Mick Foley. his neck yeah, yeah but this was with the man's hand, the hand and man. it was not intentional i don't think because no.
2: the rock's trying to pull it out
0: yeah the ref was trying to get it out and he struggled so the rock just kind of like kicked his hand out and and got it yeah, out no, there dude, but that the, was a bit that messy. man was
1: going to snap his wrist off yeah that looked
0: nasty yeah um, so now they're outside again, uh, there's a swinging neck breaker to Ken for a near fall back inside the ring and then a DDT to Ken from the rock. One of the classic rock DDTs. There's an elbow strike to shamrock, which knocks him down for a near fall. Then there's a people's elbow for a near fall. And then another classic DDT to Ken for a near fall. Ken's kicking out everything here. Uh, Shamrock gets a nice suplex to The Rock. They beat the count, so both men are down. They beat the 10 count back up. There's a big power slam to The Rock for a near fall. There's a bridging Superman-Fisherman suplex that Shamrock barely hit yeah, on The almost, Rock almost here. Almost broke Rock's neck. Ooh, yeah. man, that was a close one. Uh, that got a near fall there. Then another power slam, this time from The Rock to Ken Shamrock. And then a bridging suplex off of a DDT attempt from the uh, from the rock, who count the Shamrock counted that into a bridging suplex for a near fall, and then a big old stiff clothesline to the rock for a near fall. A lot of near falls at this point in the match. On the,
1: at this point, the crowd's totally
0: into it. They're getting it into it. Yeah. Uh, they're not. It's not going as fast as I'm saying it. It's very much. Like yeah. big spot near fall rest big spot near fall rest that's kind of the rhythm of this match yeah. it picked up a little bit here um, another clothesline for a near fall then the uh, rock uh, bounces Ken on the top rope kind of the stun gun uh, for a near fall and then Ken sinks the ankle lock in uh, the rock's trying to fight it he's trying to grab the ref for support can't do it taps out Ken Shamrock is your 1998 King of the Ring. But you wouldn't know it. Because he didn't get an interview. He, there's, he no get, interview there's, there's no interview. There's no crown. Coronation. There's no cape. No scepter. Nothing. It's just, he wins. The next match. He gets the hell out of there. It yeah. was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, I was kind of hoping for like a stare down with Triple H or something. Or something. Anything. Because it just made, made the King of the Ring look pointless. Yay, I won. Now I've never been a big King of the Ring fan.
2: I like I it to a it. point.
0: I, I love tournaments it. now. and But back then, I couldn't care less. I, th- I think it's an interesting concept. I just think... There needed to be more stakes attached to it. I
2: felt the matches were always too rushed. Yeah, uh, especially like when they were on Raw and SmackDown and stuff. I always just thought they were yeah. too rushed, and I thought, I thought nothing happened with the King of the Ring winners. Look how many King of the Ring winners did nothing. You had Mabel, you had
0: Shamrock, you had yeah. Billy Gunn.
1: And then, that Stone Cold Steve. But then you also Austin
0: had guy. Steve Austin and Triple H though. Who, right, but and Owen Hart. It all just depends on how they're booked. Uh, but I, I do wish that there were some kind of stakes, like a title shot or something yeah, attached it, to it and oh and the Macho
1: King right wasn't that because of that or no maybe I, not I, I, I might I be wrong I think I Macho King was
2: just because he turned heel King yeah. Booker yeah I might be wrong but, oh, King but Booker even, definitely was but like even Owen Hart didn't get like a title run or yeah, anything after true. it no that's true and, so, he got a whole gimmick out of it though that was fun yeah he got a gimmick he got over with it it was just it was just a lame concept well he this was just a prime example of that too
0: when they were just didn't even try with him after the match and they just literally cut to a then the the that's what I'm saying it was just kind of oh well, yeah
1: that's the thing if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're actually gonna make it mean something make a pay-per-view about it yeah. but if it's gonna be a freaking formality where this this is the which winner which is what this was he, yeah. he, he got the hell out of Dodge yeah, yeah. I
0: mean there were some they must have been running low on time yeah uh, well should we get into it I gave I gave it two and a half stars oh probably. yeah I gave it two and a half stars oh. as well
2: oh Yo, you guys gave it two and a half yeah I gave it one and a half I was
0: bored that's alright we are all entitled to. Our yeah, that opinions. was still, I still love you. Should, should well, we no, get, I, think, sh- I
2: think I think it
1: heated up at the end and Yeah, the I, I think reversal, it did it did heat up at the end the reversal and that's into why the ankle lock that. was was cool
0: too. Yeah.
2: Should like, we get into this next match? Yeah, th- this Let's next do match it. this is this is hard to,
0: to Watch. score. This is hard. It's, it's tied yeah, for yeah, my the, favorite. Yeah, I was mentioning that this this is this is okay. Obviously, this is the Undertaker versus Mankind in the in of Cell. This <sighs> is the hardest match I've had to score on since we've been doing this podcast for me. Yeah. I had trouble with the the a 10 ladder match, but for a different reason. This 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 match is is obviously one of, if not the most recognizable professional wrestling moment, professional wrestling moment ever. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we'll get into the match a little bit, but everybody listening knows what happens in this match. Good God! Um, I, I saw this pay-per-view live and I don't remember much about it. I remember a little bit of the first blood match. Well, and how old were you? I was about eight, six or seven, eight years old. Um, okay. I don't remember... A ton about it, but I remember every second of the in a Cell match.
2: I remember us watching this too, like it was yesterday. We had the mm-hmm. little black box. Did you ever have that? No, we. Uh, what, my, my, my we would yeah. always
0: watch at my grandparents' house, and they had satellite, so we'd get it on satellite. So
2: we had the black box, so we illegally got them all. Oh, my cousins, nice. my cousins would always come over, and we'd watch That's it. Awesome. And I remember this. I'm calling the cops.
1: Why'd you? <laughs> What? Yeah, just just admit that straight on. I mean, I'm, I'm sure calling the police happens. on you, Kyle. Yeah. You're, 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 you're
0: busted. Everybody had the little black box, That's true. except That's for true. you two. You're so um, busted. So, yeah, this match is just absolutely legendary, and I guess we'll get into it here. So, um, Mankind comes out first. He's got his old music, which I love. That theme, uh, that kind of menacing, dark. Uh, he he comes out to the ring with a chair. Immediately climbs the cell. He's he's gonna go chucks on it for the a chair second. Up yeah. The top. First he chucks the chair on his first try. By the way, all the way up on the top of the cell. Then climbs up and then the Undertaker's entrance. He does the same. Um, so the both men are kind of fighting on top of the like uh, to mention
1: here that Undertaker's working on a broken ankle. And yeah, that's a good
0: climb good
2: the cell. No problem. Yeah, he
0: climbed up the cell. So both men start the match on the cell. The bell rings. They start brawling right away. And that
2: cage is janky.
0: Yeah, this top of this it's cage poppin'. is Boeing and, and there's zip ties popping left and right. And they're sprawling up there. There's a couple chair shots. Eventually, they make their way to the end toward the announce table. And then the Undertaker grabs Mankind and just throws the man off of the, off of the top of the cell. Like a sack of taters. He crashes through the announce table. Uh, JR... By God almighty! They killed him! But JR's just putting this over yep. like nobody's business. Uh, the EMTs rush out. They're getting Mick Terry at Funk this point. Terry Funk out. Yeah, Terry Funk comes out at this point. The match is believed to be over because Mick... It's just he's just sta- he's just down, man. I mean,
2: th- this was before. Yes.
0: This is you know now when they do these spots, it's it's a, a bit safer. It's still not safe, but it's a bit safer now because they have it's airbags. More they have airbags in the in the announce tables, and it's it's a lot more you know put on and choreographed. But this was he crashed right through a wooden out announce table
1: no he didn't crash right through it dude he was sliding he bounced off, off of, of it, it yeah yeah uh into
0: the, into the steel it's rails. hard to watch now but the the worst part is yet to come so the oh, emt's yeah. load mick up and they're getting ready to take him out of the arena about halfway up the entrance ramp he stands by the up. way
1: they 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 raise the cell during this to we get him with, out of there and with taker yeah on top so they're of raising
0: it. the cell so we can leave with taker on top of it who's like kind of just stand there like uh guys? Are you guys gonna <laughs> let me down or not Uh, So Mick does decide he's going to continue the match. The man climbs back up a cell after just separating his shoulder, falling through this announce table. He climbs back up on the top of the cell, and almost immediately, the Undertaker grabs him and chokeslams him. What was supposed to be a spot where he chokeslammed him on top of the cell unfortunately, the panel of the cell gave way and Mick and a steel chair fell right through the top of the cell. I was going to say, didn't Mick end up landing like on the steel chair? The chair landed the chair on him. Landed on his oh, okay. face okay. And yeah. knocked him completely out. So he falls onto the mat from the top of the cell. They give the shot of Taker who looks terrified at this point. Yeah, he's like, I just murdered Who looks this like man. He legitimately thinks he killed him. Because a- and,
2: and JR makes a comment where he looks like he's like, Undertaker looks sadistic or something like that. Oh, no, that. no, like, he likes it. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, no, no he doesn't. No, he's he clearly is not, pal.
0: Yeah, so Mick is is emotionless. He's, he's going peeping in He's legitimately pants. unconscious in the ring. The EMTs rush back into the cell. Oh, Terry Funk's back. Terry Funk's back. Uh, after a minute, <laughs> the Undertaker gets back into the ring. Uh, it's no, decided he, at some point that they can he continue. Falls, he falls down yeah, through the yeah.
1: hole, and you can see him like
2: limp. But are we done yet? Hell not by a chance. No. So at
0: some point, they decide that it's okay that Mick can continue uh somehow he's battered he's bloody and he can barely stand Terry Funk gets choke slammed out of his shoes and sent out of the ring just to give Mick an extra minute he gets up he tries to strike Taker but he can barely stand he falls right back down and then he goes into the corner and then we get the famous shot of the tooth in his of the tooth in, in his, his nose, nose. Yep. and they say he was smiling but he was actually feeling the hole in his upper lip yeah, it went through his lip and into his sinuses. And he is just in bad shape, man. He can he can literally barely stand. I don't know how he's keeping it together, let alone some of the moves he's pulling off. He does manage to hit a pile driver on Undertaker onto the chair, then a leg drop onto the chair. Uh, Undertaker goes for a suicide dive and misses and hits the cell. Now he's busted open, um, which is just funny. After everything Mick's been through, like this one little hell in a cell bump supposed to make Taker bust it open after everything Mick had been through in this match at this point. Uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um man and at this point fully crumbles with one punch yeah he he can he's he's on wobbly legs his eyes are glazed over you can tell he doesn't really know where he well, is well he tried
2: to pick up the steps at one point yeah and he, outside they were, of the, the ring he, he tried no. to get
0: the steps he couldn't pick him up taker gets him, and then hits hits mick right in the bad shoulder three times right in a row too yeah yeah oh, and then we just, and then we get into the ring again and it gets worse yeah, so we get back into the ring, and this is a point in the match where Nick Foley decides we had a thumbtack spot planned, and by God, we're Hold delivering he, a thumbtack spot. He's still spot. able
1: to... The, the fact that he's able... He puts the chair down and Spike pile Piledriver's uh, yeah. taker and has a couple other good pieces of offense, and the fact that he's even able to do this is just
0: insane. I know. He hits... He does it with a DDT. I mean, this is hard to watch. You can tell that Foley is just completely out of it, and then the thumbtacks do come out um, almost immediately, so... T- fully tries getting some offense in on the, on the tax, but can't do it. And then a second later, choke slam onto the tax. Back body drop first. A, a back body drop first onto the tax. That's correct. And then then the chokeslam. Taker chokeslams him onto the tax, and then hits a tombstone piledriver away from the tax. Thankfully, puts mankind out of his misery, and Undertaker gets the win. Uh, you can see why this is a hard match to score because on the one hand, as a wrestling match. It's not great because you're he, The Undertaker's working with a man who's literally half dead at this point. And
2: Undertaker's on a broken ankle as well. Yeah, so this yeah. is not
0: the most technically proficient match, but if you look at it just as a, as a spectacle, as a spectacle yeah. and as as just out of pure respect for what Mick went through and put his body through and continued the match, I have to give it five stars. I have to. Just because of what... It was like a train wreck. You, you can't look away. And mm-hmm. just knowing what Mick put himself through for the fans that night, just gives me goosebumps still to this day.
2: Yep. So originally, I was debating on it because I didn't know what to give it. And I think since I gave the latter match five stars for being so innovative and such a big moment, I think I have to give this five stars as well. I think it's
0: it was too big of a moment to give less.
2: I had no problem giving this
1: shit five stars. Yeah, it, it's this if is, you somehow haven't tied. if
0: you somehow haven't seen this match, the whole thing's on YouTube on the official WWE account. Go watch it. It's it's. This is tied for me
1: for my favorite match along with Austin Hart at WrestleMania 13.
0: I don't understand how Mick survived. I don't. Still to this day, I don't just understand. Well, I how, mean, just from,
1: was- just from everything, his pain tolerance, first of all, is uh, beyond what any of us could imagine. His pain threshold is just ridiculous. Um, and then the adrenaline, he's talked about it in his books and stuff, his adrenaline to just keep those bloodthirsty fans satisfied yeah. stops at no bounds. Yeah. He,
0: um, I mean, how many men could have kept that match going sure. after the first bump let alone the second one
1: and you want a universal response when your friends try to just keep rubbing it in your face and i know everyone hears this all you wrestling fans it's wrestling's
0: fake, fake wrestling's fake show them this match
2: show them the damn match dude also this is five weeks in a, or three weeks in a row with a five-star
0: match yeah because we had wrestlemania 10 then we had the tna show and then we had yeah that's awesome yeah. we're picking it up we're uh, watching some good stuff uh, yeah, I just—if you haven't seen this match, go watch it because it's—it's it's amazing.
1: I have a few. I have a whole bunch of comments on this just because it's my favorite. But yeah, um, let's see. First of all, who the hell thought it was okay to keep uh, these thin chain link ceilings together with fucking zip ties? Literal zip ties are keeping
0: literally these things zip together. literally zip ties
1: are just popping off all over the place. So whoever thought that was going to hold seven hundred pounds of men is is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, there was points where Jr. and Jerry were just they didn't know what to say and yeah they were frightened. Like, oh, I
0: love the moment when uh, uh, when they realized that there was a tooth sticking yeah. out of well yeah
1: when they were like the, the, the quote was uh the quote was you know what what is that is that like a piece of table in his nose what is it and then and then Jr. is literally like you can you can hear him look towards Lawler almost and could it be a tooth? And you just hear And then Lawler Totally luller. out of character Yeah just like sl- Softly Oh god You don't think Man yeah That it was brutal I do have uh, I looked it up Just cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a laundry list The injuries That Mick Foley oh, yes. great, Suffered great. in this match Let's hear it A concussion mm-hmm. Dislocated his left shoulder mm-hmm. Bruised ribs mm-hmm. Internal bleeding mm-hmm. Numerous puncture wounds mm-hmm. Dislocated his jaw Which was put back in place During the match Yikes. and various reports state that Mick lost between one and a half to three teeth
0: the Ooh. match the, that hasn't ins- the match shouldn't have kept going after the first bump after no. the first bump probably but especially after the second and we're gonna get to the it second was just by minute, far the
2: worst. but he probably should have just stayed in the back for
0: the rest yeah, of the show the, if this was today's WWE that match would have been stopped and rightfully so uh, but part of me is so glad that it wasn't because we got we got this this legend yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's never going to go away. Yeah. All right. Also, what's the ratio on Mick Foley actually
0: not landing on his own damn thumbtacks? <laughs> it's 0%. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after that, we do get a video package hyping up the main event, which is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is the current WWF champion against Kane, Woo! who is fully covered. And this is a first blood match, so the odds are heavily stacked. Not in Stone Cold's favor, uh, because that dastardly Vince McMahon wants to see a new champion crowned.
1: And we should even note that Kane, at this point, usually uh, has one sleeve. Yeah. The other one's, you know, showing off his huge pythons. Uh, this time, because it's a first blood match and they want to show you just how much you're screwing over Austin, Kane has, like, he's completely covered. I think he's got one hand that's not gloved, but that's not going to
0: count. So, I'm not going to go through this match uh, spot by spot because... It's all the same thing. It's a lot of it is the same thing. I'll go through kind of the high spots. Bump, bump, Um, bump. So, basically what this match is, is they're bumping each other's heads on different objects to try and get them to bleed. Which I kind of have a problem with Austin doing because he knows Kane is wearing this full leather mask. Shouldn't your strategy be to try and remove the mask first, maybe? I
2: I have another question, too. So, Kane's wearing that sleeve, Mm -hmm. right? So, his arm doesn't bleed. J.R. and King, multiple multiple times... Say it has to be the head. It has to be the head or the face. That's right. Because it doesn't matter because Stone Cold's bleeding from his back. That's true. Right, right. That's true. Also should
1: mention Stone Cold... uh is wearing a huge ass. Yeah, because he was dealing with staff. Because he had staff infection and was uh, in the hospital like a few days prior.
0: So again, this match is just people hitting their heads on things. There's a a nice back. There, Austin does hit a get a big back body drop onto the concrete that looked like it hurt. He went for a I think it was a pile driver and mm-hmm. then Kane reversed it into a back body drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Later on in the match, we start to get interferences here. Um, well, don't forget that the cage started coming down. A oh, yeah. Lot. The cell came down at one point, uh, which is implied that maybe Vince was uh, pulling the strings it, backstage, yeah. which uh, allowed uh, several cell shots. And then Kane kind of was like straddling yeah, like over the door. Oh, yeah. And then the cell started going back up. And it was like he was pretty high up when he jumped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the cage kind of just stayed, I think, where it was. Did it come back down again? Or no. did it just stay
2: there? It went. It went up when Kane was hanging from it, and then Austin whipped him out of it, and it just never came back in the play.
0: That's right. Uh, so early on, the turnbuckle did get exposed, and then kind of a little bit towards the end of the match, Kane does get sent into the ex- exposed turnbuckle, and then he gets sent into a chair, and then Austin hits Kane with uh, um, with something, and then uh, there's a ref bump here, and so uh, who's the ref? Hebner, right? Yeah. Yep. It was yep. on a flying clothesline, and. Uh, was dead for the rest of the match, essentially, Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, and then Mankind runs in. Oh my Uh, god. Guys. Hobbles. Mankind runs in. How? How? Why did they let the man run in at this point? I will
1: mention that, like, all hundred thumbtacks are out of his rear end. That's true. So they picked them all out uh, and said, go get him, Tiger. But he's
0: still, he still man, he hobbles in and then he with tries chair, yeah. he tries to hit Austin with the chair, obviously to bloody him up. Can't do it. Eats a stone cold stunner. Thanks for coming, mankind. <laughs> and then he gets back he's kind of getting back up and recovering. Then the Undertaker runs in and a shirt now by the way. In this
1: black yeah it's not flattering. He's it's also hobbling. Very with the casual. Chair.
0: Yeah so he comes in and then Austin and uh Undertaker both try and hit mankind with the chair at the same time but what happens is Undertaker hits Austin's chair, which which ricochets into his head. He's very obviously blading at this point, so we know he's going to be bleeding. And then <laughs> to wake Earl Hebner up, Undertaker decides it would be a good... Oh, by the way, we never mentioned this. There's cans of gasoline at ringside because Kane said if he would lose the match, he would set himself ablaze. Uh, set
1: myself on yes. fire. So
0: Undertaker thought it would be a good idea to wake up Hebner by dumping an entire Sub can of gasoline it. on him. Which he does. And he's the babyface here, which is like, that's not a very, I guess he's a tweener, but yeah, he's, he's tweener. playing the role of babyface mm-hmm. in this match. And he douses Hebner with gasoline, who stumbles up to his feet. He sees that Austin is bloodied, and he calls for the bell, and Kane is the new champion. This was a mess. If only uh, for a day. I give it two stars. It just, man, it, it was a lot of repetition. There was a lot of kind of logic holes in it, uh, but at least we got to see some Stone Cold Stunners. I gave it two and a half. I thought
2: there was some okay action. I thought it was way too much of the same thing, though. I think if they could have, you know, thought of creative new things yeah. to do, yeah. it would have been a little bit better. But it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, it wasn't the poor, worst thing I've ever it wasn't seen. It was great no. either. I, um, I might have even overrated this a little bit,
1: but I'm sticking with it. I give it three stars just because, I, I don't know, I just found this whole angle pretty entertaining. I didn't... On one hand, it's like, oh, God, this is stupid. Obviously, Kane's not going to lose this match. But on the other hand, you were th- supposed to think that. So what... Turn like what looks like bad booking is really just is really just solid booking, and I like the way they use the cell. I don't know. There was just some fun spots, and that uh, Austin's Austin's a fantastic bleeder. He really is. (laughs) And once
0: he gets opened up, he just crimson mask
2: behind Ric Flair. He might be the best.
0: Oh, Hogan too, though. Yeah, Yeah. Hogan Flair and Austin—they're the three best. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie was good, yeah. Vince even bled like crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So that was it. The show went off the air like quite quickly. You can tell this was back in the pay per view days when they had very strict timelines they had to meet mm-hmm. because the second Kane got. Did you even get a shot with Kane with the belt? No. <laughs> it just no. Cut Kane to Vince. was on the ground. Yeah. It just yeah. cut to Vince and then went off. and Then the show was over. Um, so what do you give it? Man, this was again a tough one to score because this was very much not a two card a new match card. This is very much a one match card, but that one match is so historic. This takes probably what is a D minus show, and I'm going to give it a C. Mm, mm. I give it a C minus.
2: Mm. Really the only thing that was great was the hell him sell. Everything else was fair to shit. Yeah, fair to shit. Uh
1: I give it a C plus actually. And that is just because, I don't know. I, I, I might be a little bit biased towards the Attitude Era, but. That's okay. Bias is fine. The, the Attitude <laughs> yeah, right? The Attitude Era, we all know this, man. If you're a wrestling purist or if you're a uh, certain Jim Cornette,
2: motherfucker.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um,. You're you're not gonna like this. Because the Attitude Era was all about the personalities, the character storylines, that sort of a thing. There was some decent wrestling here, there were some bright spots, but for the most part it was the Hell in the Cell match, and if it wasn't for that Hell in the Cell match, it's a damn D minus.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um I'm definitely, uh, I don't regret watching the show again, though, just because it was a show that I've held so dear to myself for so many years. I
1: I watch that match annually anyway.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I could almost call that match without even, like, I only think I looked at my notes one time at that Hell in a Cell match because I've seen Mm -hmm. it so many times. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time I've seen the show in its entirety since I actually watched it in 1998. Um, So, yeah. What's next, Kyle?
2: Next week, we have a fan request for Halloween Havoc 1996. Yeah,
0: we're throwing it back. And Mm -hmm. uh,
2: the main event is my boy. Hollywood Hogan defending the WCW World Heavyweight Championship against Macho Man Randy Savage. Should be interesting. We have a tag team championship match between the Outsiders and Harlem Heat. That's going to be good. We have a tag team match between Mongo McMichael and Christopher Benoit that's against not, the Faces of Fear. We have Mongo the most McMichael. exciting wrestler of all time, Lex Luger, facing Arn Anderson.
0: <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> oh no. Arn we, better
2: spine buster We got quick. Chris Jericho and Six. Who's oh, X-Bob. that's going to be good. Yeah. The yeah. Giant versus... J E oh, Diamond boy. Dallas Page versus Eddie Guerrero. What? And Dean Malenko versus Ray Mysterio for the WCW Cruiserweight I'm James here for it. Show. I'm here for yeah, it. That's gonna be yeah. a fun show. It's gonna be a lot better than um, the show I hope. Was
0: this was this NWO Hogan or was this Red Yellow? Yes, Hogan? Hollywood Hogan. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh We're so happy that you guys are listening. We love every single one of you guys. Buy, Buy some a t-shirts, and watch Bound for Glory. Yep. Have a good night. Love you, Hogan Maniacs.